What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mini Crush Monday uh, with Noel and Chuck. How you doing, Mr. N-O-L-E-L? Oh, my God. I was about to. If you were, if you were going <laughs> to spell it N-O-L-E, I was like, you, do you even know me? Do you even know no, that's, me, Chuck? That's Nole. Nole. Yeah. The accent goes over the E. Mine doesn't have a umlaut over the E because that would make it Noel. But I, I used to spell it that way for fun when I was like a brooding teen. Cause I thought you put it, an umlaut over I put name? an umlaut over because I thought it made it seem more cool, you know. <laughs> sure. But um, that should You'd be cool uh, anymore. Newell. Newell. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting, Noel. Yeah. Uh, you know what we're going to do this week, Noel? Do tell. I think I might have done this before in the past, but I can't remember. We're going to do a Saturday Night Live special. Oh, cool. One of my old favorite shows, Noel. I started watching Saturday Night Live um, when I wasn't supposed to as a child. I was not allowed to watch it. I would sneak it. Too irreverent? Yep. I would sneak it in the early days as a young child. And uh, I watched it, have, have watched it consistently I haven't watched every single season all the way through, but I've been a consistent fan since I was like nine years old and um, been through all of the ups and downs. I think it's uh, had a, a few dips here and there, but overall, I think a remarkably consistently funny show overall for sketch and sketch is tough. It's a hard medium for sure. Um, they, I think the, um, I kind of have my way of watching it, which is, I will buzz through a sketch if it's not very funny. I don't sit there and waste my time. Uh, I will always watch the second to the, or I'm sorry, the last sketch of the night, uh, because that is the placeholder for the weird ones. 
Not sure if you knew that or not. It makes sense. Like that would be where what's his face, my favorite guy uh, on the on the the newer seasons, the weird guy. Who's the weird guy? You know? Pete Davidson? No, the, the weirder guy. The guy who does the really <laughs> trippy ones. He's got kind of long, stringy hair. Um, he, I don't know. You're gonna have to look oh, him up. my God. Go ahead. Please continue. I'm not as acquainted with the names of this newer season, uh, the, this late, late, latest season, because uh, I've been a little more spotty the past couple of years. Who are you talking about? Oh, my God. Hold on. Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Oh, sure. He, he, he's, he, he's he's a he's he writes a lot of sketches and he's in them but he had like a, a, a troupe like in la that he did all these crazy youtube videos with before he was even on snl and uh, he also made a film called brigsby bear that i haven't seen because i don't think it's streaming anywhere but i heard it's pretty it's good. supposed to be like very michelle gondry-esque and and like you know it's trippy and and and, and beautiful and uh, i just really like his sensibilities but i was my, my whole point was he he writes some of the weirdest like off the beaten path sketches i think that are on snl these days yeah, I like Beck Bennett. Uh, he's come around on me. I think he's very funny. Uh, Pete Davidson, I can take or leave. I think uh, the news has always been one of my favorite segments over the years, and they've gotten it right up most of the time, gotten it wrong sometimes. But I think uh, Jost and Shay are pretty good. Uh, I enjoy their news segments. Uh, and then that, you know, it's that last sketch for me after the second musical appearance is always the fucking weird one. You know, I'm in love with A.D. Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate McKinnon, of course, is. A legend already on that show, I think. Uh, who else is on there, Noel? Um, you know, it's, I, 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 I can't lie. I actually really don't watch it unless there's a clip that goes viral or if it's like, you know, one of these Kyle Mooney ones that's super weird that doesn't even make the cut. Oh, okay. Um, right. Cecily Strong, she's great. Beck Bennett is was, was Kyle Mooney's bro. Like, they were in that, like, weird L.A. sketch troupe together in the YouTube yeah. days. That makes sense. Yeah. He's a good straight man. Mm-hmm. And he was on Eddie Bryant show too, uh, which was great. Uh, and of course, Keenan Thompson. I mean, he's a legend. God, he's just, I've been, I mean, I've, I've, I've been following him since, you know, Good Burger and yeah, all Atlanta that, guy. you know, he's an Atlanta guy. Yeah. I didn't know that. He is. And he, uh, he's got this great line from, I was reading a big in-depth article about SNL and being on the cast and how so many uh, young cast members get really worked up about being on the show, you know? And when their their sketches get cut, they get really upset and stuff like that. And Kenan Thompson was always just very much the the Zen master for these younger kids. And his line was, "It's just sketches, man. Mm-hmm. It's just sketches. That's right. Like <laughs> it's it'll all come out in the wash. Just stick around." I think I might have mentioned to you that I've sort of become somewhat pally with uh, Danny Tamborelli who played Little Pete on The Adventures of Pete and Pete, which was a really okay. iconic show for me personally. It was like, it was definitely before or after your time, but it was like, it had a bunch of really interesting indie musicians on it. Like um, Iggy Pop played a, a regular on it. Like he was uh, one of the character's dads. And it was the first time I ever heard of who Iggy Pop was. And uh, like the dude from the Violent Femmes plays a substitute teacher. And there's a lot of great cameos, but um, I just kind of cold reached out to him about maybe wanting to do something together and we sort of hit it off and we sort of like text and chat every now and then. But he, he was on all that as well, which is like the kids sketch comedy show on Nickelodeon that uh, Keenan Thompson was on. Yeah. I love it. So we're going to go with, uh, we'll start out with this one. Uh, favorite all time show character. Mm. Show. Do you character. have one? Noel? I, don't, I don't know if I can pick one. It's tough. Like the first thing I think of is everything that Kristen Wiig did. Uh, you know, target lady to the little, uh, the, uh, the one with the tiny hands. Like, I don't even know if she had a name. Uh, I mean, she, she was just one of the iconic, uh, 
character uh, creators on that show, I think. Um, Will Ferrell, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan doing the Brian Fellow. Right. <laughs> Brian Fellow is one of my favorite characters of all time. I'm a big fan of the uh, old prospector sketch uh, with Will Ferrell. Where it's like yeah. the army, uh, you know, meeting, I guess, whatever you call that, like strategic meeting. And then he's the old prospector and he just, you know, is just playing this old prospector and it's just a perfect device. And it's just, you know, wonderful. It's yeah, just that great. fish out of water kind of situation. I like um, Stefan, the uh, Bill Hader Stephane character. Great. That's a good one. Um, uh, who was... Uh macgyver of course mcgruber I mean, and that's a just yeah. in more recent like 15 or 20 years For i sure. mean if you want to go back to the old days with martin short on that great season with uh ed grimley i like, like Ed grimley yeah there's just so many the church lady of course it's a little on the nose but it was a great character i think that was, was something stuff. that was i i liked about it i liked that it was on the nose because yeah. it was like, like I said, there was something that was sort of comforting about it, like where it's like, okay, I know exactly what this is, and he's doing. Ex- I will also like Linda Richman, you know, also very uh-huh. on the nose, like of like <laughs> yeah. coffee Linda talk Richman's or whatever. Great. But and Sandler had some great ones, you know, uh, Opera Man, and I mean, these are classic iconic characters. So we're going to start off with Jim. Uh, Jim Winepress says, uh, "I know it was just Halloween, but David S. Pumpkins. Oh, it's great." You know, the Tom Hanks. Yeah, of course. And the story behind that was like, you know, classic SNL, like making it up as they go, where yeah. I think they I don't remember exactly the details, but it, what ultimately ended up becoming the sketch was not what it was originally intended to be. That's all I can yeah. say. But it was, you know, can you imagine the stress of working on that? I mean, of course, you can imagine it, but it's just like it's like a day or two days of, you know, just brutal writing or, or more. And then, no, it's a week, and I rehearsal. guess. It's all week, yeah. and then you rehearse leading up to it, and then yeah, you're cutting things last minute, and there's cue cards and the whole thing. It's just a... Yeah, man, I bet it's a rush. And then you party balls till the wee hours of the morning yeah, afterward. It's probably true. Those legendary parties. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Reynolds says, anything Phil Hartman did, and most of Mike Myers' characters, Simon, Dieter, uh, the Scottish shop owner... Uh, and of course, Wayne and Garth. What about Sprockets? Was that Dieter? Was that in Sprockets? Yeah, yeah. Now is the time and on now Sprockets. Now comes the time where we dance. Where we dance. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Michael Fanks is Justin Timberlake when he does the mascots for the various businesses. Welcome to Omeletteville. Yeah, those are funny. Uh, Some of these are going to be uh, things I'm going to have to check out because, like I said, I, I'm very not not selective. Like I'm a snob. I just some of this goes over my head. I just it passes my under my radar. Sure. I hear you. Uh, Robin Arona says, uh, Stefan, hands down, mm-hmm. my favorite. Uh, Jenna Van Balen, one of our old friends, says, I uh, love Linda Richmond. <laughs> yeah, that was a great character. I, um, I definitely use Verklempt in my day to day, you know, quite a lot. Jonathan Cooley says, Dieter from Sprockets. I kind of miss Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. 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 Apparently not the nicest of guys, but uh, he definitely was iconic on that show. Uh, Matt Winship says every character from Keenan Thompson, but especially his what's up with that. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good sketch. These all just make me laugh thinking about it. Uh, Tim Taylor Harlow. Now this is one of the ones I don't remember the name, 
But uh, it was one that Will Ferrell did with Sherry O'Terry where they were like passionate lovemakers and they got all gross in the hot tub of and course. talked about. Remember that? Oh, one? yeah. The, 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 the waters on the surface yeah. are placid, but beneath <laughs> there is a flurry of activity. Here's, there's the quote from Taylor Harlow uh, says this. Then we made love with close to two pounds of roasted duck meat in our stomachs. Yes. Yes. It's very good. Uh, Gilly, this comes from Vanessa Cashman, that great uh, Kristen Wiig character, Gilly. She did that little funny dance. Uh, Kristen Glenn kissed her, one of our old pals, says, still love the ladies' man. Uh, out of date and inappropriate, but love hearing Tim Meadows' voice. That's right. I love the ladies' man, He's too. Great. He was on it, he was on it like historically a long time. Like, I mean, I know, I know Keenan is now, you know, definitely takes the cake for that, but I believe that Meadows was on it for quite a long time yeah he was he used to work out at the hollywood ymca when i would go we had the same schedule so i would see tim meadows like three days a week uh edwin forrest glenn says i understand that it wasn't actually funny but the falconer always cracked me up (laughs) love me some forte dude will forte was by far the weirdest best character ever on that show as far as doing really really truly weird stuff he had one recently that i rewatched. uh oh shit what was the sketch it was him and, uh, oh God, who's the Sudeikis? Jason. And Sudeikis was applying for a job and Forte had like a, uh, a plate of pota- a bowl of potato chips or something that he didn't want him to eat. <laughs> it was, you'll just have to check it out. It's really weird. Like Will Forte was so strange. Oh, I'm so glad I got to meet that guy. Tell me, what was that like? Was he like uh, pretty chill, like laid back? Dude, he was amazing. Yeah. And it was a wedding of friends, so it was like party time. He was he was he was great. He was kind and funny and fun as hell to get drunk with and hang out with for one night. I may have mentioned on the show before that I have a buddy who went to college with Chris Parnell, um, oh, yeah. and I've I had I've had I had dinner with him once, and he was just the most lovely guy, just super humble and gracious. And I was like playing in a band at the the time. And uh, we played at this little restaurant that my friend owned where we were having dinner. And he was just like, so complimentary to the point of like, like, really? (laughs) Like it was, I mean, he was very sincere. It was clear that he was very sincere, but he just really enjoyed it and was so kind about it. So that was cool. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's just called the potato chip sketch. Will Forte. Just it's six minutes long. Watch it when you get a chance. Oh, I will. I'm adding these to my list. Uh, and out there in podcast land, it's um, check out the potato chip sketch. It's so weird. Sudeikis was great. He was a really solid character, too, or a solid actor on that show. Uh, Zach Pointer goes old school with the Blues Brothers. Of course. What's their whole deal? They they they, they blow everything up, right? Like everywhere they go, there's like the chaos. Blues Brothers? Yeah, like in the movie well, anyway, right? Isn't there like, there's always like masks chaos and annihilation everywhere they go or is it that's just really that's i mean okay. it's just you know it's just sort of hijinks and adventures okay. and things like that okay. classic yeah. good movie all right check it out uh yeah brian fellow we got uh meg um Baskaran with brian fellow <laughs> one of the great great characters uh the danger of and gail kuntz says sean connery on jeopardy forever and always yeah those are great he, he was a legend did so many great character voices the rapist. <laughs> uh, that's therapist. Swords. And, you know, Will, uh, Will Ferrell doesn't get enough credit in those for being the, the straight man as Alex Trebek. Oh, totally. Totally. Because he so rarely is the straight man, kind of, right? He's more known as being the, the non-straight man, the, the, the weird guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. So, yeah, he, he did a great uh, Trebek. Trebek. Uh, Mary Beth Ward McDonough says, I feel like Jimmy Fallon does not get enough SNL love. The Boston kids with him and Rachel Dratch were my favorite. No, ma. Yeah, that was a fun sketch. I mean, listen, Fallon, Fallon gets by on charm. He was never the best SNL cast member, but he was charming and likable and he cracked up a lot. And that's really kind of gets people going. He was known for laughing within the sketch. And, you know, people like seeing that stuff because it means they're having a good time. Totally. But I'm not a Fallon guy overall. Like, I think he's nice enough and fine, but I, I, I never thought he was like the funniest dude. But that's just me. Well, he, he's he's always he's like notorious for breaking character. Right. And like like yeah. cracking up or whatever. But I think he's a fine late night host. I think he's definitely more suited for that than he was for like sketch. Because he's yeah, just sort it, it of suits him well. Yeah, he was, I don't watch it, but yeah, it's I don't. I'm not a late night guy I, either way, uh, except for Conan. I always loved Conan, and now it's nice to see him like doing something a little different. Yeah, except he's horning in on our podcast business. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Liz Hill says drunk uncle. I think that was uh, Bobby Moynihan. That was pretty good. Hans and Franz. Uh, Kyle Mooney is Baby Yoda. <laughs> I haven't Linda seen Richmond. that. Oh, I love Baby Yoda, and I love Kyle Mooney. I need to see this. Uh, Debbie Downer that comes from Jim Spencer and the uh, the great Rachel Dratch and then the Chippendale audition, of course. That's very funny. Uh, Matt Foley's getting a lot of love here. Joshua Hill, you know, Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Living in a van down by the river and all. Oh, totally. Classic stuff. Uh, let me see. We'll finish up this one with uh, two. Erica Sam says, Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. <laughs> That was really funny. He was a great Harry Carey. Matt Frederick from uh, Stuff That I Want You To Know and, you know, just podcast world at large does a fabulous impression of the Will Ferrell Harry Carey. Oh, does he really? He really does. <laughs> he really does. I'll have to get Maddie to do that. And then finally, Justin writes as Kate McKinnon as Ruth Bader Ginsburg always made me laugh out loud. Yeah, Kate McKinnon's great. Immense, immense talents, Noel. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Noel. So the next thing we're going to move to is uh, favorite movie starring a former cast member. You got one off the dome? I just like Wayne's World a lot. Big, big Wayne's well, World fan. Well, I think, Noel, that's a different category. That's uh, SNL characters. This is favorite movie starring a former cast <gasps> member. So oh, you could say okay, Lost so in Translation branched if out. you want. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, good point. Um, that's funny you should say that. That is kind of one of my favorite movies. Uh, All right. I... Okay, you, you, you scooped me on that. I'll, I'll go I hate to put words in your mouth. Well, no. that's where they belong, in my mouth. <laughs> uh, David Gooch, the old Gooch says this. Wouldn't say favorite, but Jenny Slate's obvious child was incredible. Yeah, she's great. Was she, I didn't, was she, was she on SNL? I didn't even know that. She was. She was on, uh, very briefly, she very famously dropped an accidental F-bomb, and I think that was kind of the end of her <sighs> as, as it goes. Oh, yeah. Yep, can't do that. Nope. Uh, Becca Lou says Elf, not a big Will Ferrell fan, but that movie and his performance are perfect. Well, Becca, we're going to forgive you for that because Will Ferrell's the best. Um, let me see here. Kelly Ferris Marks says Tough One, but Bridesmaids, Anchorman, Stripes, and Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, so many great movies, Noel, from these actors. I really liked Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I know they're sort of like... Maybe a little great. heavily eighties, but uh, maybe not a little dated. But I, I really enjoyed that movie. The first, no, it's the awesome. first two, it holds up. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Sean McFarland says, "Hands down, Christmas Vacation." All right, good movie. I'll go with the original Vacation over that one, but it's good. Uh, Zach Ducey, hello, Zach. Great name. Welcome to the show. Oh man, favorite Bill Murray movie? I guess then Ghostbusters versus Groundhog Day versus Rushmore. I guess Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore's great. Yeah, I'm just a sap, and uh, something about Lost in Translation and the soundtrack and just the cinematography and the it's great the, the, everything about that movie just does it for me. Totally, uh, Schlump Karen Schlump Hughes says Animal House was constant rotation in the early days of HBO, and I would watch it every time. Uh, we got a vote for Step Brothers from Courtney Hoover. 
with Will Ferrell. Step Brothers is great. One of the funnier movies. Uh, Scott Thiel says, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. By far the greatest movie ever made by an SNL <laughs> alumnus. Okay. That's the, that's the high praise. I do love the rivalry with his character and the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, you just kind of generically European race car driver, you know? I, I, yeah, it's it. fun. Uh, Vanessa Cashman says, Bridesmaids. Hilarious. So many quotable lines. Kristen Wiig. And she has that gif of uh, her on the plane. I'm ready to party. <laughs> so great. That whole plane scene. I mean, that that made the movie. The whole movie is funny, but you could just cherry pick the plane scene and it'd be some of the greatest comedy ever. Doesn't she get like, does she take like a Valium or something? She takes a pill yeah. and gets drunk. Yeah, she tries to sneak into first class. That's right. That's right. Oh, it's so funny. God, she's great. Yeah. No, it's very good. I mean, one of my favorites of all time, Kristen Wiig. Uh, let me see. Laura Bjorklund says Uncut Gems, maybe. Yeah, <sighs> pretty great. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Steve DeVries stays with Sandler with uh, Wedding Singers and also mentions Stripes. Uh, Kelly Conklin, How I Married an Ex-Murderer. And she has the gif of uh, Hid, Move. Good movie. Did you see that one, Noel? I love the part where he's like doing the beat poetry, kind of like the, she was a, like what? Like, she was my wife, something. I can't remember the the lyrics, though. Yeah, it was very okay. good. Uh, Alan Casey is a Blues Brothers fan. Pretty classic. Uh, Leah Bush says Mean Girls with Tina Fey. Yeah, Mean Girls is awesome. Very funny movie. My friend saw the musical before Broadway got, you know, canceled. Um, oh, was that going to debut? Yeah, no, it, it, he saw it in previews maybe, but um, he oh, said okay. it, was, it was fantastic. And I think uh, Tina Fey's husband is a composer, and he did the music. So it's actually, it's not just like some passed off, you know, adaptation. Like, it's very much still yeah. in, the, in the family. Yeah, totally. Uh, Ethan Yavin, our old friend, Ethan Yavin Forrest says, coming to America, hands down. And on that note, Noel, uh, coming to America, the sequel, I believe, has just moved to Amazon from their previous studio. So I think this December that'll be coming on your television set. Cool. Can't wait. I don't have high hopes and I think it's not a great idea, <laughs> but part, there's a 10% part of me that's like, Oh, please be great. Please be great. Wasn't it? Wasn't there a scene in uh, uncut gems where like the dude from coming to America was like shared a, a floor with Sandler's character and he tries to get his kid to be able to use his bathroom and he's answered the door really briefly and is like, fuck off. But it's the dude from coming to America and he introduces him. He's like, this is a comedic genius. It's so-and-so from coming to America. Uh, and what, what movie is that in? Uncut Gems. There's a scene where like, you know, he's trying to sneak into his apartment because he thinks his girlfriend has like killed herself or something. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and then like, you know, he's trying to get his kid to use his neighbor's bathroom and it's the dude oh, uh, who was like remember the that. McDougal's guy. Like he ran the oh, restaurant. That's right. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yes, totally. Yep. That I uh I haven't seen Uncut Gems since it came out. But yes, now I remember. So I guess he was playing himself. He was playing himself and he was kind of a, a, an asshole. John Amos. That's exactly right. But it was just funny that he like, his yeah. whole purpose there was to like was really be kind of a dick of and not let him use the bathroom <laughs> and then like shut the door. Yeah, John Amos. Look at that man. He's got a great face. Yeah, big time. He was, I mean, of course, I grew up with him on uh, Good Times. This is where I know him. Oh, that's right. He was in Good Times, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a dad. 
new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, now we're going to finish up our SNL special with this. What's your favorite movie based on an SNL character? So this is kind of uh, what you were thinking uh, earlier. Yeah, Wayne's World for me. Uh, it's the one that I just, I, I watched it with my kid recently. And the absurdist comedy of it sort of translates to this generation, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, here's the deal with SNL character movies is there are not many great ones. Right. Uh, there are a lot of missteps. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, a sketch. Think, They're meant for sketches. You know? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to translate that into a feature film. Um, 
I was always medium cool on Wayne's World. I didn't like dislike it, but I get it. And I get why people love those characters so much in that movie. I was always just sort of like, eh, they're okay. They didn't really, I think what their deal is, is Wayne's World, the sketch, it was charming, but it never made me really laugh out loud right, a lot. Right. I didn't think it was like drop dead funny, but it was, it was okay. I like the characters. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but just I, medium I, good I for think me. for me, it hit me at just the right time. Probably uh, so. I, it was what, 93 or something like that or 94. Like I, I was, yeah. you know, I don't know. Cause it is, it's not laugh out loud funny all the time but like that bohemian rhapsody sequence is so iconic and it's probably you know, better if you're 13 there's a lot of and good not 20 one line is like if you have to spew spew into this you know there's just like <laughs> some funny little lines that are repeatable and it's just like kind of wormed its way into my psyche um, yeah i mean garth was very fun yeah uh, you just kind of love that character uh and rochelle jones says or rachel i don't know which one that is says wayne's world a gun rack? You bought me a gun rack? Yeah. I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns, which would necessitate an entire gun rack. Well, see, that's where the delivery is everything, Chuck, as he says, I don't even own a gun. How does he <laughs> let say a gun? Many gun. Gun, let alone many guns <laughs> to necessitate an entire rack. Are you mental? You know, uh, a gun. A like gun, that. yeah. That's how little I know that movie. Yeah. You know, my brother worked on the sequel. He oh, on cool. Two. Yeah, Wayne's yeah. 2, less good. But we watched them back to back, and uh, I, I still found it enjoyable. Yeah, and his reporting of Mike Myers and Dana Carvey was two thumbs up. He said they're both very nice oh, guys. very cool. I would hope that about Dana. I think I think Mike has maybe gotten a little crotchety in his Shrek years. Um, but uh, so really? I've heard, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what people are. Uh, let me see here. Um, Superstar. That comes from Jennifer Dowsey. You know what? I love that character, but I never saw that movie. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, she's one of my favorite. Molly Shannon is just, there's a place in my heart for her and only for her. And I did love that character, but for some reason that movie I had a bad feeling about. I knew it wasn't going to be It's Pat. You didn't like It's Pat? Legendarily bad movie. Uh, yeah, Ween's in it, though. You know that That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen that scene on YouTube. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But yeah, it's Pat. Yeah. Not good. And, you know, not a sketch that holds up. These oh, days. no, no. That's a that's a <laughs> rough one. No. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let me see here. Uh, well, Brett, Brett Matthew Warwick says I have a special place in my heart devoted to it's Pat for introducing me to Ween. But it's really a toss up between Wayne's World and the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers is getting a lot of love. I think it's because it's one of the only sort of really legendary SNL movies. Maybe Wayne's World is up there. But Blues Brothers was, you know, it was a big, big hit. Oh, for sure. And then wasn't there Blues Brothers 2000? Yeah. No? Not so good? No, I mean, it, 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 John Belushi died. You know, what are you going to do? What are you, well, you're going gonna to make the fucking movie is what you're going to do. I uh, know. Uh, John Goodman, I think, came back for that. Mm-hmm. Love John Goodman, but just leave that one alone. Bit of a misstep. Uh, Leonard Countryman says, A Night at the Roxbury is still as, as uh, funny as it, was 22, as it was 22 years ago. Wow. Good sketch. I didn't see the movie. I haven't seen the movie either. And like, I don't know. I didn't even think it was a good sketch. I thought it was a good like bit. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. with the, 
The, the joke is, I guess they're on lots of cocaine because they're always like sniffling and like doing their noses or whatever. Um, yeah, and just obnoxious. Obnoxious, and, but, yeah. you know, clueless. And I, and I think what they try to do a lot of times with those movies where you have these characters that are really um, not particularly likable is they, they like, go deeper and they try to find like, you know, Oh, I am this way because something happened to me and some dumb dumb kind of like heartwarming backstory. And then they end up getting the girl and and all that stuff, you know, no thanks. I heard a thing and this, I just came up on ridiculous history and Casey confirmed it. Apparently Lorne Michaels, there's a thing where like every poster for every Lorne Michaels SNL character movie has to have the characters disembodied heads or bodies floating in front of a cloudy background. What? Yep. What do you mean the the movie poster? The movie poster, like Wayne's World, is Wayne and Garth, like with a with clouds in the background. Coneheads, coneheads, clouds in the background. Yeah. What other movies? I don't are? know. I mean, I, this is just a thing that I've that I've heard. I'm gonna Lauren. It's Casey sent a, sent, sent a tweet. Lauren Michaels, clouds. It's Pat movie poster. Yeah. No, that didn't. Okay. Well, let's just see. Um, I'm reading Chris Kattan's biography. And he reveals something I find absolutely fascinating. Lorne Michaels had a rule that the poster for any movie he produced had to have the characters in front of a blue sky with fluffy white clouds. So, well, Superstar is uh, sunsetty, but there are clouds. Black Sheep <laughs> does. Tommy Boy. What, wait, what? Oh, were those SNL movies? Well, they weren't SNL movies, but they're Lorne Michaels produced movies. Black Sheep. Oh, my God, Noel. Are we on to something? I mean, no, this, this is in, in Chris Kattan's autobiography. So we're just, you know, we're just reporting it. To no, the it's us. We discovered this. Okay, you I, discovered I, would, this. I, would love, I would love that. <laughs> three Amigos, too, dude. Three Amigos. Cloudy background with Cactus and the three characters. And that was Lauren Michaels? Yeah, superstar, cloudy background. What uh, the actual yeah. fuck? That is weird. Ladies' man, cloudy background, cityscape. <laughs> now, this is crazy. <laughs> Does he think that that sells? Oh, my God. This is like the best internet conspiracy ever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, does he think clouds like just sell I don't know. Movies? It, I, you know what? I, it look, looks good. Here's the thing, Chuck. I think you and I both have, have interacted with producer types. You know, and we've had to play that role ourselves from time to time. And one thing you start to realize is producers like to make things dirt simple for people. Let's just put it, the characters in front of clouds. People will understand exactly what it is, you know, and let's call it the thing. You know what I mean? The name of the idea. Really, like, spell it out. Uh, and I think that's what Lorne Michaels it's is really doing. really weird, here. man. Yeah. I think he's just trying to really just spell it out for the people. So and have it funny. And the clouds just mean it's not going to be that, like, challenging. It's going to be, like, you know, it's going to be chill. You're going to have a good time wow. at the movies. Very strange. I'm so glad you pointed this out. Uh, let's finish up here with a few more of these. Uh, we got a few cone headers in here. I never liked the cone heads. That is a sketch I didn't get and I didn't like. I never thought it was funny at all. I, I just don't get it. But Anton Vandermeer liked cone heads. Erica Renee Bossart liked cone heads. Brian Buckley loved cone heads. Yeah, I just never got it. Did you ever see it? the original sketch? Yeah, I just remember we come from France. That's all I, I didn't really get it. Remember. I didn't get it. I remember liking the movie though, and it had a good soundtrack. It had that um, that that one good Chili Peppers song that was like "Soul to Squeeze." I liked that song, and it was on the Coneheads soundtrack. Yeah. All right, we're going to finish up with this last great comment. Uh, Rick Ofinger, welcome to the show, Rick. I'm sorry, Rich. I'm still waiting on a Brian Fellows movie. <laughs> 
I don't know this character. I'm with you, Rich. Can you describe this character to me just ever so slightly? <laughs> Tracy Morgan was a nature guy, sort of like uh, Jack Hanna that comes on The Tonight Show with like the baboon and the, the you know, the the monkey on his arm and stuff. So he's a wildlife nature guy. Uh, and he was just weird. I'm Brian fellow. And he didn't know anything about animals. <laughs> okay, like it. it was really, really funny. It. It's funny. because Brian, Brian fellows does sound like the name of like a really run of the mill, like news anchor or something <laughs> like Brian fellows. So funny. All right, Noel. Well, that's all the time we have. Cause you got a ski daddle. Uh, thanks everyone for participating in the SNL special. Even if we've done it before, one of the great, great legendary shows on TV, uh, despite its ups and downs. Uh, so thank you, Noel. Yeah, man. I mean, look, look, we got to give it props for just, it, they just don't stop. And it's like, Endurance, baby. And, uh, f- uh, yeah, for sure. But like, it's going to have some hits and misses and some slumps yeah. because it's just like, let's just throw everything at the wall. And I really respect the, uh, just the work ethic of the whole thing. Like, it's just totally such a insane, um, to be able to pull it off like that week after week. It's, it's pretty quite fantastic. an accomplishment. Yeah, agree. Hats off to you, Mr. Lauren Michaels, go stand in front of some clouds and we'll make a movie about mm-hmm. it. Yes. Uh, so thanks for listening and we will see you all through your ear holes next week. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown, edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.